Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey, welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast. This is Gene Jennings. We're here with my buddy Chuck Gordon. How you doing today, Chuck? I am here, man, and ready to rock and roll. Good. All right, so we've got a guest with us today. Tell us who's with us. We do. We tell have... Up, tell us... Tell them who's with us. Tell them. Do I need to tell you who it is? I know who it is. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad Gene's with us today. (laughs) Uh, We want to let you know this is uh, one incredible Jesus servant that has a powerful story that I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. And and I I hope that some of y'all will take advantage of getting to know his story in uh, the coming weeks and months. But he is none other than Tim Gooch. Gamash. (laughs) And um, I don't know if I said Gooch correctly or how it said appropriately it sounded okay okay a little harder with a, a little harder on the ch i think ch- at the end it sounded a little too french goosh goosh <laughs> his wife calls him gucci 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 well we invited you know okay we're already going south sorry y'all where were you recording this one crashing. i know planes crashing and he can tell you about that one yeah but um why want to why we wanted to bring tim in and we already have gene in here we can't get rid of gene he's always here but why we wanted to have the two of them is uh i wanted to ask something that's uh, been on my heart my mind for a long time and i know there are pastors leaders out there that have been thinking this for a long time how do you write and publish a book and get it out there and these two guys have done that uh, gene's written multiple uh, tim uh, wrote a book published it recently uh, that we're going to have you tell about uh, him tell about and um anyway man let's talk tell me about your book books and um let, let's find out let's start going that road okay so my book is uh, titled top gun for god how my years flying united states navy fighters open my eyes to see the glory of god uh, I flew with the Navy for, 20, for 25, I served 25 years, flew for 19. And when I fa- gave my life to Christ, which was late in my career, uh, around 2012, uh, I started thinking, hey, I have a testimony. I, did, I had this amazing life. God blessed me so highly with doing everything I ever wanted to do in life. I wanted to fly since I was a little child. I got all that. I did all these things in the mm-hmm. airplanes. I'm a Top Gun graduate. So... I had had experience. You were in, I'm going to catch you, you were in F-14s and F-18s? Yes, yeah, Yeah, F-14s, F-18s, flying off of carriers. Uh, During my career, I had NFL football players ask me about how can they do this. So, you know, I know that I was doing a life that was a lot of men, really specifically men, men and women, but specifically men wanted to do. So after I gave my life to Christ, I started thinking so many testimonies are so great about how people are at the bottom, they're in prison, they're on drugs, whatever the case may be. And in that moment where there's nothing else, they find Jesus because that's Mm. all that's remaining. Well, in my case, I was so highly blessed, blessed beyond what I deserve for sure, that I felt what a great testimony for those guys who are have everything, you know, they're CEOs of companies, they're successful in whatever they do, and they think they got it all figured out, their type A personalities, and they got it all figured out, and they're self-reliant like yeah. I was. Yeah. And But it, I can say, look, I have everything. I did everything I ever wanted to, but it was n- nowhere near as important as my relationship with Jesus Christ. That's so cool, man. So my hope is to reach p- people. My target is men. I love men's ministry. But my hope is to reach people who don't think they need Jesus because they haven't experienced that that yeah. bottom yeah. where you're standing on the rock and that's all that's left. 
I want to reach people before anything like that ever happens to them. So that was really the, the motivation. That's incredible. And so the book, though, is, and I, I've read, actually, I haven't finished it, just being straight, but I've read through most of it and just a story after story of different situations you've been in. You can kind of fill in a little bit. Yeah, so a bunch of experiences I had flying airplanes, I can tie to faith principles. So when I'm talking about faith specifically, you know, I tell a story about flying at low altitude over the Pacific Ocean with a friend of mine, and we got so low that I said to him over the intercom, hey, my boots are getting wet. (laughs) And I talk about how I had faith in these pilots that they weren't going to do something that killed us. And us as a crew, we would be smart enough to avoid something that would kill us. Um, and then I tie that to how much more important your faith in Jesus Christ is. Very cool. And how it's so, you know, we have faith in all these other things in our life, but we're not willing to surrender and give our faith to Jesus Christ in so many cases. And uh, so that's the, that's the idea is tell a flying story and tie it to a faith principle. Yeah, incredible, incredible. So you've got a great experience there. Gene, tell us, I know, the uh, 59 books you've written. Now. <laughs> <laughs> not that many, just four. Oh. Uh, well, mine's different than Tim, of course. Uh, Tim's is kind of, I guess you could call it a memoir yep. of personal experiences and then him tying it to Jesus, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I've written three nonfiction books and wrote a novel and actually currently in the process of a second novel right now. And I started writing when I was a pastor of a small church. Um, I just had this desire to, to write a book and started thinking about it. And at the time, I was preaching sermons every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, a different service. And Wednesday night, you know, we had... Sunday morning, Sunday night, yeah. Wednesday night services. And uh, it dawned on me that most of my sermons were like a chapter of a book. Yeah. And I used to read books by Charles Swindoll and Charles Stanley and John MacArthur and a lot of these big church pastors. And I thought, they're just publishing their sermons is basically what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I realized that I was already writing. I was just writing sermons every week to deliver. And um, so then I started exploring, what does it take to write a book? Now this is back in the 1990s. It's been a while uh, when all this started. At the time, uh, book publishers wouldn't be interested in you until you had somewhat of a resume. Yeah. So I went to some conferences, workshops, all that, and they said the first thing you need to do is write for magazines. Get published in some magazines and prove that you can write, and then the book publisher will look at you. So I put the book idea to the side, and I started writing for magazines. And I wrote for Home Life magazine. I wrote some devotionals for some uh, Christian teen devotional kind of things. I wrote uh, some... Uh, for preaching magazines okay. I, I actually had really good luck getting published um, and made a little money on the side not a yep. lot but it was kind of fun to do and um, as I was doing the magazine thing then my for lack of a better word kind of had a career change I left my little church where I had a lot of extra time to write and read <laughs> um, and the, the Lord turned us toward uh, planting a church and so I kind of put the writing thing to the side for a while Okay. Um, then my mom died so wow. mom died in 2002, and uh, at that point I hadn't written a book. I never really did all that, and I was 40, I think I was 40, I was 40 years old exactly when she passed, and when you go through something like that, you realize how short life is, Yeah. and there was something about my mom's passing was, you know, I just need to, if I really want to do something, I need to do it. So I did two things as a result, as a result of my mom's passing. Um, I started writing again. And I bought a motorcycle because <laughs> my mom said I could have. She said I can have a motorcycle while she's living. So, so I got a motorcycle. So right. you're rebellion when your yeah, mom passed away. Right. Okay. But anyway, 
But anyway, uh, but I quickly, and really, I think it was later that year, late 2002, maybe early 2003, um, I published my first book, nonfiction book. And then... What's uh, the title of that? Uh, Timely Words. It's, okay. Uh, it's no longer public. It's not out there unless you buy it used on okay. eBay or something or Amazon. Um, but anyway, so Timely Words came out. And then I think about three or four years later, I wrote another book called Laughing with Sarah. Uh, that was uh, that was kind of a compilation of some different messages I'd preached over okay. the years. Yeah. Um, and then 10, 11 years ago, I think 2012, I published the novel called The God Robbers. Okay. And we talked about that briefly in the yeah. past. We were talking about revivals. The, the, that book was a uh, kind of a, um, a what if spiritual awakening came to the United States and what would trigger it. Wow. So my story gave some historical background on spiritual yeah. awakenings and revivals. Okay. But it was this fictional account of revival um, springboarding from Atlanta, Georgia, throughout the country. That's so, incredible. Um, so anyway, and then I'm, you what, a year or so ago, I wrote a little book called Discovering God's Plan for Your Life. So anyway, that's my resume, I guess you'd say. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just that realization that I can, you can reach more people, um, you know, by writing and you... Um, you know, like the last little book I wrote, I dedicated that to my grandkids. I'm hoping my grandkids will read it one day. Wow. Because uh, it's biblical truth. That doesn't get old. Um, so it's just a way of um, continuing to to share your ministry and share your heart with others that might not yeah. be, you know, in your church or, or in your ministry. Um, so it's just, and it's fun to do. It's not easy, but it's fun. And I enjoy that. Well, what, man, that's, thank y'all both giving some background there. So what would you say if there's somebody and they're listening and they're thinking, man, I, I would like to write a book, uh, either one, I already know a focus or really trying to figure out what angle to come from. What, what would you say from your vantage point as a first step or maybe some first steps uh, that might be? Well, it's interesting. <clears throat> as I was in the process of writing, I happened to be on a flight. I was going to visit my mother, happened to be on a flight and I sit down next to this gentleman. I, we start talking and he was an author. He had written like 60 books. And I mean, like a lot of them, you know, New York Times bestsellers, things like that. So I asked him that same question, what, what piece, one piece of advice, boiling it down. And he said, write every day. Yeah. And his recommendation was a thousand words a day, wow. which is pretty challenging to do. But he just said, you got to sit down. You got to be very intentional and sit down every single day and put something down, whether wow. it's notes, whether it's organizing your thoughts, whatever. But he said, write every day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Every day. That's that's uh, so. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's the advice. You just got to write. You just got to do it. Um, Anne Lamont wrote a book on writing, and I can't. Since this is supposedly a Christian podcast, I can't say what she titled her chapter. <laughs> but it was. Uh, she said write a crappy first draft. <laughs> uh, but she didn't use the word crappy. So I'll let your imagination go with that. She used the S word. But but basically the idea is you just got to write. Whether okay. it's good writing or not, just you got to get something on paper, get it down, get your thoughts down. Um, as far as a thousand words a day, that's really three three double spaced pages. Okay. Uh, a double spaced um, page is roughly three hundred pages. So you figure if you can write three pages a day, double spaced, um, that's your thousand word roughly. Wow. Uh, okay. That uh, to me, three pages sounds easier than a thousand. I don't know. No doubt. So it's funny that Anne Lamont's <laughs> advice because I rewrote this book three times at least. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, literally, I had okay. It was more of a more of a bio autobiography and then I went that's going to be boring to people and then literally we were on staff retreat I went up to the top of the mountain I love going up to the top of the mountain there in Ridgecrest 
And I just basically opened my heart up to the Lord and said, okay, what do you want me to do? And instantly I just felt the idea of tell a flying story, tie it to faith principle. Very so, cool. and that's the, the final format, but you're right. I wrote, I wrote two or three horrible drafts mm-hmm. that I would just look at them afterwards and go, nah, no one's going to read this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so it sounds like based on even on what, what you're saying and, and taking what Gene said, it's uh, writing a thousand words a day. You, you took something, you started writing out a, as you said, a crappy story or whatever, mm-hmm. but and don't, not, not that it is by any means, it's awesome, but you took it, but then all of a sudden you allowed kind of reevaluation, reevaluation. So it's really just starting off with writing what God puts on your heart. And, and um, then from there, know that there's going to be some refining. Oh, yeah. You're going to rewrite, 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 edit. You're going to delete some stuff. You're going to think of something else to add later. Okay. Um, the little the novel I'm writing right now, I think I'm around, around 225 pages into it. And right now, I just kind of have the skeleton of the story okay. pretty much done. So now I have to go back and add some seasoning, some salt and pepper. i got to put some meat on the bone, so to speak, okay. and make okay. it, you know, um, make it more captivating or readable. Um, so you don't just sit down page one and write to the end and and mail it to the publisher or whatever. Okay. You know, it's a work. It definitely is. Like Tim said, you write over and over and over and go back and change things. So it's it's um yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> okay. So you so you're writing and again you start what at what point do you say okay I have something that is potentially worth publishing. I mean, how many, when you say writing a page, now typing up a double-spaced page, what does that come out equivalent to on a, in a book? Is that literally going to end up being half a page or whatever? No, it's about it? the same. It's about the same? Yeah, okay. most books are going to be roughly 300 words a page. Okay. And, yeah. and then is, is there a certain uh, you're looking for, I want to have this length, or uh, you just want to have the thought process completed, or... Um, length of a book yeah well it's interesting when you go to a bookstore and look especially at nonfiction books have you ever noticed that they're all roughly about the same size yeah that's called the publishers know that somebody's only going to pay $15.99 for a book if it's so thick they know um, they want a certain book to be a certain thickness so they okay. can price it so sometimes you look at a book and it might be you know 150 pages but maybe the font's bigger or there's more space between okay. them. They, they stretch it out maybe to make it a 200-page book. Okay. Um, so there's little tricks in publishing, too, as to, you know, the thickness of a book. Yeah. Uh, novels, as you know, are typically more to it. They're typically going to be three yeah. or four pages or so, or maybe more. Um, so it kind of depends on the book. A nonfiction book tends to be 150 to 200 pages, roughly. A novel is going to be 250-plus. So. Okay. Uh, a lot of that is determined by the publisher, um, you know, as far as how it looks and how they want to price it and all that okay. kind of stuff. Okay. So you've been writing it out. You got it all out. What do you do then? Okay, I've got, here's pretty much what I want to publish or what I'd like others to read. What happens then? I gave my draft, my transcript to um, to a 10th grade, a retired 10th grade English teacher. Oh, yes. And he brought me right back to 10th grade because it was loaded with red ink. <laughs> <laughs> so he did a fabulous job. So, I mean, and he, he just went through it with a fine-tooth comb. Um, so I gave it to him, had him do that, made all the corrections. And when I make the corrections, I had to read through it again. And I went, you yeah. know, so I found things like, oh, I'd rather say it this way. Yeah. So I okay. actually edited it again 
did some more <clears> writing, <throat> even added a few paragraphs here and there, and then gave it back to him. Okay. And was shocked to see that there's still a ton of red ink on okay. it. <laughs> yeah. So, so he he went through it a second. So he looked. I mean, he very thoroughly went through it with a fine tooth comb, and then then I asked him, okay, do you feel if I make the corrections? you feel like it's ready to go and he gave me the thumbs up that okay. yeah it reads well now so I would you you can be you know happy and proud of what you're putting out as a product so you recommend hand it off have somebody else read it other than yourself oh, oh, and yeah. even somebody grammatically to take it yep. and rip it to shreds yeah getting an English teacher that you respect is a <laughs> is a great path I think okay mm-hmm. okay that's that's a that's a wise move that's a great move just uh and in our case because our books are <clears throat> have a Christian slant of course is you want maybe even somebody in your case, you had this, but have somebody that you can maybe even check your biblical, make sure your biblical interpretations, correct your theologies, you know, clear in your writing. So I think that'll be important too. No doubt. I've I've heard a lot of different because Tim's retired English teacher is also a retired minister as well. So he could kind of do yeah. both of those things. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. You don't want something to come out that. Later on, you have to. You wish you could retract, but mm-hmm. you can't because the book's already published and yeah. uh, can't change it then. So handing it off to somebody to review, to critique, um, is a, a first step. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? Well, when you're ready to publish, I mean, that's I tell people all the time: it's one thing to write a book; it's another thing to sell a book and okay. promote a book. Um, publishing is interesting these days uh, because self-publishing is very popular. Um, I was actually just reading the other day how when self-publishing first came out um, <coughs> 10, maybe 15 years ago now, I don't know the exact time, but I know when that first started, it was kind of frowned upon. Um, but now, um, you know, popular authors are self-publishing. They just, they're kind of skipping the middleman and just going straight to Amazon or a publishing house like that and just publishing themselves. Um, we published, Tim and I, ours were considered self-published. Um, I used Amazon's self, uh, publisher to do it. My last uh, last two books. Okay. Um, now, but you want to, if you want to get a big publisher, Zondervan, um, Thomas Nelson, some of the big dogs, um, you have to have an agent. Okay. They only they only look at work that's presented to them by an agent. So getting a literary agent is a difficult task as well. Um, I've been down that road as well. I had an agent for a while. Um, so it's it's just and that takes a long time and I don't know about you Tim but when I finish a book and I'm ready to get it out there I'm ready to get it out there gotcha. and I don't I'm just not patient enough to shop around for an agent for what might be a year and then wait for that agent to shop it around to a publisher and that took take another year or two to get it out there okay um, like I said self-publishing is it's as easy as you know uploading your document to Amazon and you know, make sure you got your cover and everything right the amazing thing about the self-publishing process is you can just have one book published, sent to your house, hold it in your hand, look through it, notice any errors or things that are wrong with it, correct it, send it back out, and get it exactly how you want it. Is it's there just, an editing process? I mean, an editing fee or something once you do that? Or, or, so I, what I did I was... I don't remember. I don't think so. Well, what I did was I gave it to one of our staff members who's a great graphic design artist, and she looked it over. I said, "Can you make it look like a book?" Because mm-hmm. it was a it was a transcript, so it was written and she, or manuscript, I guess is a better term. Um, and she looked at it and she formatted it as a book. So okay. there's a lot to it, you know, the the 
title of the chapter on the top, all those things, right. page numbering, all that stuff. Okay. So okay. after grammatically in English was 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 well written, I gave it to someone who made it look like a book. You know, did okay. all these small okay. things, including my cover art. Okay. So she designed my cover art, and then I get to the point where I was direct publishing. Um, one point on the publishing, you know, you talk about Zondervan and yeah. Charles Nelson. There are a few, I don't know if they're considered self-publishers, but like I think one of them is like Christian, Christian. it was Christian Book Publishing or Christian Publishing. Yeah, there's a lot of smaller publishers out so there. So one thing I found with them is I kind of reached out to them, I, and it was, you know, they said, yeah, we'll publish. Hey, for $16,000, yeah. we'll get you in all the book, we'll get you in all, wow. the, all the bookstores. You know, for, and there was different levels. Yeah, it was, yeah. hey, do you want it on Amazon or wherever? Then it's this much, this much. And it, I was like, I'm not going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to see if anyone will even buy one yeah. book. Gotcha. Some, of that, gotcha. the, some of those publishers, they call vanity publishing. Okay. It's where you just want to have a book out there and get it out there to make wow. yourself look good. And you pay stupid amounts of money. Okay. Um, I've never paid... Now, I'll pay a cover designer, editors, those kind of people, but as far as to get it published and distributed, okay. yeah. you know, I'm not going to do that. And Kindle Direct Publishing, which is the Amazon yeah. service, once it was all set, it looked good, everything looked good. Um, I went through it again, made sure everything was good. And then, it's I mean, like Gene said, you upload it, including your cover, your cover art, all that. You upload it, and I think it's like a 24, 48-hour yeah, review process by them. Yeah. And once it goes live, someone can order, just go on there and order 10 books, and they just basically mm -hmm. print them and send them. They'll print on oh demand. The print on demand, print yeah. on demand. So you're not eating any cost up front, no. in essence. The first not. book I wrote, I had to buy. I had to do it the old-fashioned way. I found a yeah. publisher. They distributed it for me. You know, I bought boxes and boxes of books, and I had boxes and boxes of books in my house for quite a while. Oh, wow. Um, and that was kind of the old way of doing it. Um, back in the day um but, but like you said now it's called print on demand or publish on demand okay and somebody can order one they can order a thousand okay and it'll be on their doorstep in a matter of days wow it's pretty crazy and okay. you you write what you want when someone searches for your book on amazon finds it you write exactly what you want for yeah. the description you know so someone opens okay. it and you can put whatever you want there an okay. excerpt from the book or just a de description, whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, and you so. can even give them keywords for search engine optimization, put keywords okay. in there mm -hmm. that people are looking for, like in my last book, you know, knowing God's will or okay. discovering God's will. Yeah. I, I use that. Uh, and I and was so hoping to play off the Top Gun movies by having yeah. Top Gun <laughs> yeah, be a keyword. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, it, it, there's a trick to it. There's a business to it. Um, okay. And I, I will also say it's not real profitable. Okay. Uh, so, you know, don't think you're going to make a lot of money because you're not. Okay. I got um, a $28 royalty check the other day. Did you? <laughs> 28 bucks. Yeah. 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 Good for you. <laughs> Guess who's treating um, us for lunch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I have a story. You got time for a story? I mean, I love it. So, speaking of Ridgecrest, I had a mountaintop experience in Ridgecrest uh, after staff retreat one year. Um, I was up there, and I was uh, actually it was actually uh, what staff retreat. It was a Christian writers conference I attended up there, and the conference was over, and I was just, you know information overload. I met all these people, learned all this stuff, and I went to the little prayer garden up at the top of the mountain there, and I just prayed about it because I was a little frustrated at that point with the whole promotion and selling thing. Yeah. And uh, so I just prayed. Uh, I remember it started raining on me. I'm just literally sitting there on a bench in the prayer garden, the Billy, I think it's the Billy Graham prayer garden at Ridgecrest. 
and uh, just praying, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with this writing thing? You know, and kind of yeah. give me a sign. He's like, give me a sign. So I remember I rode home, which is about a almost a three-hour drive. Never cut the radio, and I just was just praying and meditating all the way home, just thinking about what I want to do with the whole writing yeah. thing. And speaking of getting royalty checks, um, I I might have got a check every three or four months from the publisher. And that day, when I got home, I got the largest um, royalty check in the mail from the publisher that afternoon, which I just, to this, to this day, I say that's a God thing. Wow. And that was my motivation to continue going. That's cool. Um, because that's cool. God had kind of, he gave me the sign, he answered my prayer. So, okay, well, I guess this means I need to keep writing. So... That was so what I hear you saying is you were on top of the mountain at Ridgecrest in the Billy Graham Prayer Garden and you said, God, show me the money. Is what you did. You have time for another quick story? <laughs> yeah, by all I, think, I think this will be it. helpful, too. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> so the story wasn't helpful? Yeah, it was. Okay. It was, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think Chuck took all the help away. Though. <laughs> um, so here's as I was looking at writing this book, I started having this, having these doubts. I'm like, who's? Yeah. And my thought was, who is going to possibly read a book by some unknown aviator, you know, yeah. kind of thing? Who wants to read what I have to say? So I went and talked to Dudley Hall, who's a just a great spiritual mentor to me. And I, I said, I told him that I said, hey, I'm thinking about writing this book, but I don't know if anyone will ever even want to buy it or read it or whatever. I may not even reach anybody. And Dudley, who's written multiple many books, uh, his most his his bestseller is uh, Grace Works. And Dudley, in his South Alabama way, looked at me and he goes, you know, I was having the same conversation. And I was thinking the same thing. And the Holy Spirit said to me, well, I'm going to read it. Who else matters? Mm. So it was wow. great encouragement yeah. to me. No doubt. If you feel being, I felt like I was being led to write the book. Yeah. Yeah. But I had these doubts creep in. And I was being led. I felt That's like the incredible. Holy Spirit was telling me to write the book. And Dudley, <clears throat> Dudley said, hey. Man. It's you're writing it for if you're being led then you write it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about don't worry about anything that's else. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's good. That that's encouragement for anybody that uh man it, whether you're on top of the mountain and God's showing you that sign or or just that affirmation just if the Holy Spirit's reading it that's mm-hmm. that's incredible. Well man so I know from there it's tough getting the word out any particular marketing strategy or or otherwise cuz I I know that's a hard part because yeah. It's kind of like marketing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For our international audience, we uh, anyway. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, or honestly, I should say, that's that's the hard part for me is promoting myself and hey, look at me! I read a book. No doubt, I wrote a book. Come read my book. I get it. Um, and then there's just so much. You know, social media is obviously the way to do it. It's, it's so much cheap, uh, cheap to do it, and. Um, but it's just there's so much out there you know every time we open our phones up you got to watch an ad to just see the weather forecast and you scroll through instagram or facebook and you got to deal with ads yeah. it's, it's a busy busy place um so i'm no expert on promotions and advertising that like i said that's the hard part i tell you what i did with my last book i just hired somebody um to do it for me um, okay. i just get i let her do it for a few months just to kind of get it up and running and yeah. And then, and that was kind of it. So, um, the PR with it is what you said yeah, when you hired yeah, her. Okay. Yeah. And even then that was, wasn't a, I mean, she, not, she did everything I asked her to do, but even then it was, um, it was maybe a week effort, I guess. But it, like I said, you're not going to make a lot of money. It might even cost you some money depending on how much marketing and promotion you want to do. Okay. Um, the other thing is, you know, you most, if you want to go to a major publisher, they want you to have a, a large platform. 
Okay. They want you to have a lot of Facebook followers or Twitter followers, or they want you to maybe be on a staff of a large church okay. or have some big ministry yeah. or radio show or whatever. Um, they don't typically take chances on people anymore. They used to. They don't anymore on people that really are unknown. So okay. if you're not a well-known person like myself or Tim, I would just say self-publish it, do the best you can selling and promoting it, and just let the, let the Lord have it. Okay. Anything you got on that? That's way better than I could. I mean, I, I don't do social media. I know Gene will not believe me when I say this. I don't like talking about myself either <laughs> at all. And I, so I literally started, I tried to get a social, I tried to get a Facebook account. Pretty funny story there, but <laughs> tried to get a Facebook account and it didn't work out. And so I literally yeah. just went, okay, Lord, you led me to re- write this book. I'm just going to leave it in your hands. I'm not going to worry about it and uh-huh. it, who it reaches. You know, and in the bottom line, I've had some old Navy friends of mine read it who were not followers of God at all, yeah. and they don't know Jesus at all. And he, one of my real close friends read it. So if it means that he turns and starts following Jesus, then it's a successful book in my, my eyes. Incredible. That's awesome. And any, any, uh, I, I appreciate you sharing that. It gives all the more validity. Uh, to, to writing that book. If there's somebody, there's one person out there that surrenders to Christ. I mean, how incredible could that be? Anything kind of on a, a backstory, back note, you're like, okay, I will never do this thing again. I, you went a road or went a path, you tried something, and it's like, okay, that, that's not something you ever want to do again if you write a book. Hmm. Book signings. Book signings, okay. Book, going to a bookstore for a book signing is the most humiliating experience ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the truth. That's, that's hard. Um, but I will say most of our listeners are public speakers, pastors. Yeah. And, um, so I would just say, you know, you can get out and do some speaking engagements. Rotary yeah. Club always needs a speaker, <coughs> things like that. You know, I, I hit all the Rotary Clubs in Augusta, Georgia one time uh, selling my first book and, and did pretty good with it. Um, so I'm not saying, you know, don't plan on um, don't plan on getting rich, but don't plan on, you know, not selling some books. You'll yeah. sell some books, but it does take effort. The, the author of the book is typically the primary salesperson too. Okay. And okay. Um, so uh, I would would encourage you to, to get out there and promote it as, with however you're comfortable and um, enjoy the process. Tim, anything else, man? I probably would have been more intentional. It took me okay. a while to write it. And if I had really done that, okay, you know, a thousand words yeah. a day and been much more intentional, but I would do it and then let it kind of, you know, sit for a while. So. Um, okay. Probably would have been more intentional and actually more focused. But very, life goes on. You yeah, have work. Cool. You have other things. You so. Carve out an hour a day. You know, for me, it's early morning, typically, or late at night. Yeah. Just carve out an hour a day and write for an hour, and you're probably going to get three pages or pretty close to it in an hour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, if they want to get your book, Gene, where do they go? The name name of the book and go to the Jungle, Amazon. Yeah. <clears throat> Just go to Amazon, type my name, and you should be able to find find them on there. Okay. Gene Jennings. Gene Jennings. And then... They Tim. won't be able to spell my last name, so just Top Gun for God and Amazon. Top Gun for God. Now, yeah, if... On Amazon. It, it, on Amazon. And also, if, if they want to bring you in to talk at a men's event, how would they go about getting in touch with you? It's probably the best way is call the church here, 803-279-1555. Okay. Just call or timg at truenorthchurch.com. Just send me an email. Okay. More than happy to do it. Okay. Well, guys, so honored to have you here. Thanks again for sharing this. I know I've got to leave because I've got to go write 
three pages worth of content. <laughs> awesome thing. No, I yeah, yours is a book of jokes <laughs> like the far side, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write something a little bit off the wall. In any way, that'd be me. Um, but so, so honored to have you here. And, and these guys reflect exactly what Connect Hope's about. Man, we want to be all about in, encouraging pastors and leaders, uniting ministries and resourcing kingdom work. And um, we hope this encourages you to take a next step, whatever that next step might be in writing that book. Uh, that's going to honor God. And again, just as Tim said, even if the Holy Spirit's the only one that read it, reads it, 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 it's worth it. Just take that step. And uh, so honored again to, to have you guys, Gene and Tim, with me. And um, man, until next time. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on the Connect Hope podcast. Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous.